0: Welcome to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. Welcome to the Living a Life Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Bishop. Thanks for tuning in. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're hanging out with us. And for those of you who've been tuning in over the past several weeks, I've loved hearing from you and how you've been gaining ideas and insights that are compelling you to play full out. And live fully into who you were created to be. A reminder that we're on iTunes and Google Play, so please leave comments when you listen and feel free to email me at Bishop at if you have a topic you'd love discussed on the show and let your friends know about this podcast and share the love as we're equipped and compelled to live a life that is unhindered and unleashed. Okay, so one of the things in my life, if I'm honest, that has kept me from living a life unleashed is fear. Can anyone relate to that? Hopefully you guys are raising your hands or like shaking your head in agreement because fear has reared its ugly head so many times in my life. And I think that unhealthy fear is something that will try to keep us from our dreams and goals because we're too afraid to risk failure. And frankly, I think fear keeps us from being vulnerable with friends or even risking intimacy and relationships because we're afraid of rejection. Well, On our show today, we want to help you fight fear, and I've invited my good friend, Kelly Balleri, an author of the book, Fear Fighting, Awakening Courage to Overcome Your Fears, to talk about how we can be fear fighters. Kelly, I'm so glad that you are with us on the show today, because as I just mentioned fear has been one of those things over my many decades that just, it's kind of like the, uh, the that whack-a-mole game. You think you've whacked one and another one popped up. So welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here to help us fight fear.
1: Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. I just love being part of your podcast because you are a woman of wisdom. And so I'm sure during this time, I'm going to learn some things from you too. I'm just excited to see um, what comes up during our conversation here today. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's so
0: it's so good to have you, and I've just, uh, we've known each other for, I don't even know how long, when you were in Chicago. I finally remember at least one coffee date on uh, in Roscoe Village over there at a coffee shop that you introduced me to. I don't know if you remember that, but it was fun hanging out, and I know you've kind of moved around, but I'm grateful actually for social media to help us keep connected and just keep in tune with what you're doing because you've been up to some pretty cool things. What are, what are some things you've been up to lately, and what's this season of life been like for you?
1: Seriously, Lisa, you I think you know us. Like We've moved everywhere. Like <laughs> We've lived in Chicago. We've lived in California. We moved to the New York area, and we just moved again to a seaside city that we totally love oh on the gosh. East Coast. It's beautiful, and like I'm, I'm so enjoying going to the beach. I'm carting around two kids, a six-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh I'm gosh. blogging at purposefulfaith.com. I'm writing a new book. God is doing all kinds of awesome stuff, and I'm trying to be a great mom. There's... A lot of moving parts, but it's all very, very good. Yeah. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I have to tell you, as a, a single woman in her 40s, I marvel at my friends such as yourself who are juggling marriage and kids and career and calling and all these things. So I've just seen you from a distance doing it well. And I'm sure you would say, Lisa, if you hung out with me, you'd see
1: it's not perfect, which is okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so not perfect. It's always a work in progress. And that's like kind of part of why I wrote the book fear fighting is because I was like, Oh my gosh, God, I'm so afraid. I'm so fearful all the time. And I need you to do a healing on me. Like I need a miracle to happen in my own heart and life. And so like, I just want to encourage all the women. Cause you know, we're all have our spaces, you know, whether it's married, single, you know, California, Chicago, wherever you may be. It can feel so devastating when you're afraid or when things aren't going well or you're frustrated at yourself for doing X, Y, and Z. But there is joy in the journey. That's, that's just a little tip. And that's, that's why I wrote the book.
0: Yeah. And I remember actually just the, the privilege. We met up at, gosh, the She Speaks conference. And how many years ago was that? Three years ago? I can't remember. I think so, yeah, yeah, about three years. And you were pitching your book, and you were so excited, so I've just loved seeing this book evolve. So how how many years or how long has this idea of writing a book on fear been kind of stewing or brewing for you?
1: Well, let me backtrack for a second, if I may, Lisa, because... I, just to give a little background, I was the worst writer in elementary school. Like I was pretty much, I don't think I was diagnosed dyslexic, but I wrote all my sentences backwards. I, um, couldn't read words. Like my dad would hold up the flashcard dog and I'd be like, uh, cat. And he'd be like, no, you know? And I had, um, a job where just my teacher, my, not my teacher, she felt like a teacher. uh, (laughs) She, (laughs) she would just be like, you're doing this all wrong. Like you, you know, and just rip up my, my stuff that I was writing. And I was so devastated and I stayed back in third grade and I was the least likely candidate to ever be a writer. Hmm. So when God called me to write a book, it was kind of like, whoa, talk about fear like, hello. Wow. I like I can't do this thing, God. Wait, you want me to write a book? That's, you know, I felt like this calling in me and it's like, well, if you want to be a speaker, Kelly, you need to first be a writer. And so, ooh, hmm. um that was scary. But um, I guess I just learned, you know, if God calls you to it, he's going to equip you for it and he's going to empower you through it. And so that was kind of my journey where I had to get over my junk to move into his best, you know? Wow, Wow. Wow. And I love that story because, you know,
0: we would look at ourselves and think, I'll never be able to, for you, write a book because I, you know, had these issues with reading, et cetera. With that we can overcome a lot of things, especially if God is in the midst of it and He's calling us to it. And so I can imagine that it took a lot of fear fighting for you to even write the book Fear Fighting. What are some of the fears that you had to overcome as you were putting this masterpiece together
1: for the rest of us to read? Well, at the beginning, everything was a fear. Everything was a legitimate fear. You know, I was fearful about what other people thought about the book, I was fearful about whether I'd ever even be a good enough writer, you know, you still have some of those thoughts, which are like, can I really write? Am I any good at this thing? I was afraid that I was going to look bad before man, or people would judge me for talking about God, or uh, that I would not have enough time left for my family, or the book wouldn't do well, or that people would say bad things about what it was I write. I mean, just the list went on and on and on and on, and so... It felt so encouraging to know that I could come to God and write a book like this. There could have been the fear that said, Kelly, who are you to write a book Mm -hmm. on fear when you're so fearful? But that in itself qualifies us sometimes to take that next step because Christ's power is perfected in our weakness. And so— When we feel that place of weakness and it wants to say, no, you're disqualified from that, actually, no, with Christ, with God, that actually qualifies us because he's going to, where we're empty in our cup, he's going to fill us up to the top with his power and not ours. And so as I came to him and just said, here's where I'm at. Here's my fear. Here's what I'm afraid of. Counsel me, God. Show me. Teach me in the way I should go. He did. And then I just wrote it all down so other people could read it too. And it really became a fi- a healing journey and a faith journey and something where I didn't have to be ashamed. I could be authentic before God and others. And that was really, really powerful. That's awesome. You know, at what point in our lives
0: do you think that fear becomes a thing that holds us back? I mean, because I just think about... And I think this might have even been in your book or blog somewhere I read is, you know, especially as young gals, typically as little girls, we're twirling around and kind of the world looks, you know, rosy and everything's great. And then something happens. So what what would you say or what point in our lives does fear become this thing that starts holding us back?
1: It's a really good question, Lisa. And I think a lot of us are held by fear and we don't even realize it. Mm. Like we don't, we we don't call it fear. You know, fear can look like worry. Fear can look like anxiety. Fear can look like people pleasing. Fear can look like just being nervous in social situations. There's many different aspects of fear that can kind of grip us. It's some people have read the book and said, Whoa, I didn't think this book was for me until I read it. And then I realized it was totally for me. Right. Um, so we oftentimes will do things like, well, rationalize or deny or project or do things that will help us to get the feeling off of us and put it somewhere else, like lay it out on a counter somewhere. So we don't have to pretend like it's dirty on us. It's dirty over there, but not us. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so anytime that you feel that you are being held back or that you're not being all that you were created to be, or that you feel you have to be somebody else to please somebody else, there is probably an origin of fear that's within you that needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I even think back to even your story, actually, with you know writing and having your writing torn up and, and criticized, that that could have kept you from fully living into who you were created to be. And so all of our listeners, at some point, it might be a good idea to just to think about and even ask God, say, God, what was the earliest memory where fear really entered into my world? And maybe it was even unintentional by someone who said or didn't say something that we really needed to hear at the time. And then we kind of create the story of, wow, that's evidence that I'm unlovable, or I'm not worthy, or I really can't, Do that. So just invite our listeners to think back and think wow, what what is the biggest fear that I think I'm facing? And is there something that maybe happened two, five, 10
1: plus years ago that could have kind of tripped that fear trigger? I love that you say that too, Lisa, because I think that's so wise. A lot of times we will feel opposition in the exact area that we were created to thrive in. Hmm. So there will try to be a pushback. And normally, exactly what you're saying, it plays kind of like a theme through our life. I was just driving the car this morning and I was thinking about Man, how I got left out by some women and in a situation and it really hurt me that I wasn't included. And I thought, well, man, I think about that a lot actually in different ways, left like left out in elementary school, left out in a writing circle, left out, you know, and it's like this is a theme that's replaying over and over and over again. But if I push through that, that opposition, there is probably some semblance of um, a better land, a promised land, a beautiful land that's waiting on the other side that I can break through to. And my writing is a good example of that. You know, there was this opposition that came that said, oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. But then I pushed through and I'm not, you know, I won't like raise my hand and say, oh, I'm the world's best writer today. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, but that, that God could still use it in a powerful way that would change lives despite uh, me, and despite my fears, yeah, and I
0: love that you said that it's so interesting. I think that you and I had similar experiences. You know, I grew up an only child and always felt like i was I was on the outside looking into like these big groups of people that were having so much fun together and Then the story I started telling myself is, you know what i'm really not that interesting or I'm really not that worthy of being invited into circles and The fascinating thing is that God has actually used that because my heart and my passion and part of my mission is the inclusion of women and women not feeling like they're left out and and knowing that they are worthy of being included. So it's just paying attention to those things and and sometimes turning our fear into that very thing that kind of almost becomes our mission can be very life-giving and healing and encouraging too.
1: Absolutely. And look at you. I mean, you are living it out. It's a similar story to mine. And when you break that bondage, it really feels like freedom. And I think God gets behind that, you know, he really gets behind that because you have the authority to speak into that place because you felt the pain of that place. And so you can really sympathize and empathize with those people who may feel left out or who that may need to be recognized. And that's really powerful. Yeah. What what do you believe is the secret to fighting fear? Oh man. You know, there's this thing that I call the snowball of fear. It's where <laughs> I don't know if it happens to you all, but it happens to me, Mm -hmm. I will be at home and there'll be something that happens. You know, first I'll say, okay, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. But then something will happen. Like my husband will say, I'll say, Oh, how do I look? And he'll be like, Oh, good. And I'll be like, Oh no, he thinks I don't really look good today. I got to change my outfit. you know. And so the fear happens, but then what happens is it kind of snowballs even more. And I start to say to myself, Oh man, I told myself I wasn't going to fear. Now I'm fearing and now I'm bad. And I really shouldn't be doing this. I'm, I'm afraid that I'm fearing and I, I'm messing up. And then the snowball grows bigger and then you feel guilty. And then because you feared it rolls into more fear and the snowball starts to roll down a hill, bigger and bigger. And bigger until you're sure that you're about ready to get run over by by. It. You're going to be flattened. You're not going to live. You're not going to survive. And so the thing about fear is sometimes if you fear to just accept grace, you know, and say yes, I, I was afraid in that moment. God, I feel afraid that maybe my husband doesn't think I look good right now. Lord, like I feel afraid. What. What is it that you want to say to me? How do you think I look? God says that we're his, his masterpiece. He called us good. There's a verse in um, Song of Psalms that says, you're altogether beautiful, my darling. There's no flaw in you. And so to try to come back um, to the realities of saying, okay, I'm afraid, God, but what do you have? This is where I'm at, God, but how do you see me? Do you forgive me for what I just felt? And not letting it snowball into just you being a catastrophe who's always messing up or not good enough or can't go ahead or whatever other underlying fear is trying to, you know, claw at you. Yeah, I
0: think it's so fascinating that we can take something like the situation you described and all of a sudden because someone said, oh, that was good rather than, that was great. We start taking that and then we really make it become part of our identity. And so I love, it really is. And there's a a verse in scripture too, that says, uh, take all your thoughts captive to Christ as well. So those of us who are listening, who are followers of Jesus, that's something that we can do. But it it is a matter of, it's kind of like stopping the hamster wheel on our head before it just spins out of control.
1: Yes. And there is a, another place that can be a hamster wheel that can go totally unnoticed. Cause I like to think of fear, Lisa, almost being like our worst best friend, you know, like we hate it. We hate that we fear, but we're so used to it in our lives. Another thing that you can ask yourself is, do I sometimes think in my head that women are thinking the worst of me? Hmm. Like if I go to a social gathering And I say something, am I thinking in my head, oh, no, that sounded stupid or, oh, no, um, I must have, did I put that woman down accidentally? I did, you know, she must really think this about me, you know, or or, do they like my outfit? You know, and these thoughts that we have going on around us in social scenarios where we're so in someone else's mind, we can't even have peace in our own.
0: Yeah, it's so fascinating you say that because I was in a kind of a group gathering this week and you know, I think there were like 11 of us chatting. And, and all of a sudden, one woman literally incredibly abruptly gets up and says, I have to go. And of course, immediately, what am I thinking? I did something, I said something. And it's like, Oh, my gosh, why the heck do we go there? Well, what what are some of the fears that you would say you talked a little bit about the ones that had held you back? Are you currently in the midst of any fears that you're trying to fight for yourself?
1: You know, it's a good question. Um, I think that there is always a battle of fear. I actually am in a battle of fear that's a good battle. There is one good battle of fear that you can have and that is fear of the lord like fearing god in a good way like fearing and i don't know for there's believers on here and maybe there's some people that are just trying to learn learn about god and that sounds scary right to say oh you fear god mm. but it's actually this awesome thing where like god is so powerful and so mighty and so strong that he can literally reorganize everything in your life as you trust him and i'm just seeing the 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 strength of who he is to remove the parts of me that I get frustrated about. Mm. Sometimes I fear myself, I think. I fear that I want to be more than I am, and that makes me afraid that somehow I'm missing out. But when I think about how big God is, how good God is, how strong he is, how mighty to save he is, with that kind of reverential like awe and wonder— it calms my heart. And so that's the kind of process I'm going through today. Um, It's a good, good fear.
0: Yeah. And sometimes there can be healthy fear, but fear is never meant to hold us back. But if we can use fear to kind of give us an aha, a revelation to help us move forward. And, And the other thing too, is we talk about ways that we can fight fear. One of the things that I have found really powerful is inviting maybe one or two friends who I really trust and I know have my best interest and being able to just kind of process the fear out loud and have them speak truth back to me. Because I think people can look in on our lives and maybe look in on your life and say, wow, wife, two kids, has, you know, writing a book, is blogging, speaking another book and think, that everything is, you know, put together and there's not, you know, not things that you personally face or people look into my life. I had a gal not too long ago um, when I was kind of sharing some insecurities with her. She just looked at me really like a deer in headlights, like, really, you have insecurities? I'm like, yes, you know, I, I struggle with, you know, what will people think of me? Am I going to say this the right way? Are people going to want to be my friend? And, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about some things that I, I sense that God is calling me to do. But having this fear about taking that step forward, but you know, it really is about like, what, what is God asking me to do now? Like, what is that next step? And a lot of it is, is trust. And it really, faith does play a huge role in being able to fight our fear.
1: Yeah, it's so true, Lisa. And you know what, we have this, we have these internal expectations of ourselves, like, I really need to do this, or I've really got to get here. I really should be doing this, or I really must be doing that. And it's like, these things that we weigh on ourselves, and we feel like we have to take this giant leap for mankind to fearlessness it's like all these things on you know Pinterest like be fearless be brave I'm bold and brave and you know it almost makes you feel bad if you're not and and the truth of the matter is that fearlessness is really about just taking one baby step at a time. It's about taking one decision, one moment where you're prone to fear and saying, you know what, I'm going to choose in this moment to go another way. I'm going to choose rather than fear, I'm going to choose faith or I'm going to choose to believe that there's something better for me in this very place because, because, I, because I know that, that I can trust God or, you know, or, or maybe it's your first time trusting God and you just say, I want to give God a chance. I want to see if God's going to show up. And you say, God, show up for me. But as you do that one baby step at a time, you'll get to a place where, you know, maybe it's months that pass, or maybe it's uh, weeks that pass, but you'll look back and you'll say, Whoa, I just came from all the way back there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And It happens gradually. You know, we're hard on ourselves and we move so gradually. Sometimes we don't even celebrate the distance we've come. But just. But if you've been pursuing fearlessness, I guess I just ask you, you know, what are some things that you can be thankful that God's freed you from or that you've seen growth from or that you're doing in a new way? What is it you can celebrate? That celebration is a huge um, tactic to helping yourself to keep going in this journey.
0: Yeah, I agree with that and I would say as well that just this thought comes to mind for me as we're coming together arm in arm, sister with sister, that we have to be really mindful that we're not comparing ourselves to one another because I think comparison can induce fear in us and well as well and and also keep up from keep us from really championing others in overcoming their fear.
1: It really can and even to compare even sometimes, and it's a very prevalent thing like to say, like we want to see other people's weaknesses, mm. you know, even it's hard, I realize this, but even to look at me and to wanna see my weakness to make you feel okay that you fear, it it looks good on face value, but it's not it's not, oh gosh, it's hard to explain this, but it's not the best way to go because it almost can give you a license sometimes to say that's okay. But the, the, if you can tune your heart in, and it might be the first time, it might be feel awkward, it might feel new to you, but if you can tune in to the voice of God and what he's calling you to, independent of other women, independent of other men, independent of what people have told you, and simply follow his lead, it will free you. It will free you. Yeah. And so there's this invitation. I think that God has, there was an invitation to me when I wrote the book, but there's an invitation to each of us, not to look left or right at other women and say, Oh look, she's doing that too. Okay. I feel better about myself, but to say, okay, no, where is it I'm being called to? Where is it that I might need to forge new ground or go off in the wilderness and like go on, create a new path? And to follow and to say, wow, this is what you had for me. Like, that waits for all of us.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, you talk about something uh, you call bravery decrees in your book. What what are bravery decrees? Why are they important? And what what are some of them?
1: Well bravery decrees are things that we really, <laughs> we really need to speak over ourselves because I don't know about you all, but I have a running dialogue in my mind that goes day after day after day. And a lot of times it's like, not so nice to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wants to get bullish. It, um, kind of criticizes me. It puts down other people and it does. It'll, if I just let it run on autopilot, it will, make me so afraid of everybody, everything, everywhere. And so bravery decrees are ways to fill our mind with truth and to say, okay, I'm going to, these are some new tapes, some new truths, some new life that I can ponder, I can eat on and I can digest and I can sit with, you know, like I'm going to Pursue faith over fear. I am, let the weak say I am strong. Say I am strong today. God is helping me today. To turn your heart over to a new way of thinking so that you're empowered rather than sitting on your couch, powerless, eating a pint of Chunky Monkey saying (laughs) I could never get up and go out and do anything in this world yeah I like chubby hubby by the way that's often been my,
0: that's often been mine but yeah, and I've even read books about literally uh, physiologically and neurologically how when we have this repetitive thought that we keep entertaining in our mind in our brain, it literally creates grooves in our brain that are almost like highways and it's so easy to to jump on that thought and to just ride it into the sunset. And so it really takes a lot of awareness. I think a lot of effort and discipline to retrain our thoughts and create new healthy thoughts that are actually going to be beneficial rather than trying to hold us back.
1: It's so true. It's really one of the biggest life changing things you can do for yourself. Yeah. If you change your mind, you'll change your life. If you change your outlook, you'll change the outflow of every single thing that you're doing. It's the most powerful thing you can do. Right. If you fill your mind with the ways that are life-giving, that are leading you to the truth, that are full of showing you the way to go, you cannot go wrong. It's it's impossible. I mean, it's just you cannot go wrong.
0: Yeah. The other thing that comes to mind to me is that for those of us who do have fear in our lives, and I, I think you would agree with the statement that it, just because we read a book on fear or we write a book on fear does not mean that fear is going to be completely like, out of our lives forever. I think it's something that we always we always are susceptible to. We find new ways of fighting it or overcoming it or pushing through it. I've heard oftentimes feel fear the feel oh my gosh, feel the fear <laughs> and do it anyway or I've heard uh, fear is false evidence appearing real. So I think one of the things to just acknowledge is there's no shame in fear. I think sometimes that fear can produce shame of like I feel shame that I'm fearing because I, quote unquote, should not be fearing. Or we think at some point we're going to arrive at this place where fear is no longer an obstacle for us. And I don't I don't think that that's ever going to be the case this side of heaven. We're still going to have to fight it, but we have new ways of overcoming and fighting it and pushing through it so it doesn't become so pervasive
1: in our lives. In some ways, we should always be this sounds weird to say, but in some ways we should always be pushing the envelope on fear. Mm. We should always be so stepping out that it makes us a little bit afraid, but then we use some of the tactics some of the mind techniques that are in like fear in the book fear fighting or other great tools that are online or prayers or whatever it may be to to push over the boundary of that fear so we can just run right past it so it's not so much that you're not gonna fear it's that you know how to fight fear when it comes and you move ahead anyway because you want to have such a life going all out that yeah it makes you afraid like get a little bit afraid because otherwise you're not really living you know no. like if yeah. you're living a life without fear, you're probably not living a very exciting life. I'm just saying. I think, yeah, that's a great, that is such a great point, a good
0: distinction, because it's kind of this distinction between unhealthy fear, the fear that tells us lies about ourselves or holds us back. But there is that healthy fear that if we're just kind of strumming through life, and it's status quo, and we feel like complacent and comfortable, you know, life happens oftentimes out of our comfort zone and to bust through that comfort zone. Sure, there is some absolutely some fear because we want to do things that are bigger than us and and not from an ego perspective but we want to do things that you know God is a part of it. and it's like wow I am I am becoming the person that God created me to be and it's scary but fear isn't debilitating we leverage it as something that propels us forward
1: That's right and think about the disciples the things that they were called to so many of them were martyrs and you know, you think that that wasn't scary, but they were able to finish and complete and follow through and run their race well without giving up. And, you know, we want to do the same, you know, we want to live all out knowing as we take our last breath on our last day, we gave it all.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it's such a, Think good place to end. Although I feel like we could like talk for another hour on this topic, but that is so true. And that's what my passion is. And doing this podcast is you guys, I want you to all pursue living a life that is unhindered and unleashed. And this is not for our own gain, this is not so we can, you know, gain notoriety, but this is so that the glory of God is revealed in us and that we are living into that that creation, that, that beautiful creation that God said, Hey, I created you, my daughter, and I have so many things that I want you to accomplish for, for your good and for my glory. And so there, that my fear is kind of getting to the end of life and thinking, Oh, I didn't leave it all on the field. I, I held something back. And so, just want to encourage you guys to to even pray, and, and actually, I do want to ask you this really quickly before we wrap up, because you talk about prayer being a big part of fear fighting. So, can you just give us a little nugget on that before we wrap up?
1: Oh my goodness, prayer is so comforting. You know, I think we brush it off and we're like, "Oh, God doesn't really show up through that." But if you stay consistently knocking and pursuing and following after Him he is so faithful. He is so faithful. And you'll look back and just say, look at how he's changed me. I called out to him with all my heart and just was like, God, I need you to save me. You've got to show up. You know, I am, it's all you. And he's done such a mighty work in me. I'll tell you guys, I'm not fearless, um, but I am pushing ahead anyway, and I'm not giving up. And that's all a work because of God. And because I kept on seeking him in prayer,
0: That's good. Well, you have a new book coming out. So tell us, tell us about that.
1: My new book is called battle ready. Train your mind to conquer challenges, defeat doubt and live victoriously. And it really gets into your mind. Like it jumps in there and says, (laughs) here is just the lowdown. It's like a how to book on how to restructure everything in a way where it comes in alignment with, um, with life with purpose with God with everything that he's created you to be and to do again not for vanity but for his glory and wow i'm i cannot tell you <laughs> fear fighting was an awesome thing but this this book I, it is loaded. It's got like probably hundreds of tips on how to just bring God into your life in powerful ways. I'm so excited about it. I am excited.
0: And when's, when is it released and when can we start looking out for it?
1: That is going to be, be released July, I think, 4th, 3rd or 4th. Independence
0: Day. <laughs> Isn't that, that's no coincidence. Yes. Independence is, from fear yes. and those thoughts that are in our mind. I love yes. it. Yes.
1: It's so good. I, I perfect day. Perfect I day. Well, Kelly, I
0: love you. I lo- love what you're up to. I love the authenticity with which you live life. I love your pursuit of God and the way that you have just opened up to have Him come in and do a work in you and and the blessing that we get to be recipro- uh, we get to receive the benefits of that of all the growth and the fear fighting that you've done in your life. So thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for having me, Lisa.
1: It's such a pleasure. I always love talking with you. This is so fun.
0: I love it. And hey, you guys, you can find Kelly on PurposefulFaith.com. Go on her website and you will be able to check out all of the things that Kelly is up to, the content that she has written to really help you grow and to help you live your life unleashed. So thanks again for tuning in and a reminder to share this with your friends so that you can Pay it forward and help your friends to live a life unleashed as well. And we will see you next time.